this is 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 the local music revolution the local music revolution local music revolution local music revolution Hello and welcome to the Local Music Revolution. I am your host once again. This is Ogre. How are you guys doing? On today's episode, we have the Glass Gallows and a couple other artists on here just so you guys can hear and see what they're trying to do. We're going to have Danny BCM, a rapper. This guy is super cool, super laid back. And no offense, bro, but he talks so, so low and so light. Um, I didn't think my mics were actually going to pick him up when he was actually talking. Um, through most of the interview, I was just terrified that the interview wouldn't actually be caught on my uh, my recorder. Really cool guy, really down to earth, and really, really easy to talk to. He just, you know, he wants to do his thing. He wants to rap, and he wants to, to get out there. So uh, more power to him It's just uh, for this interview. He was so quiet, so awesome, though. Next one up is going to be Barbo. Uh, Barbo is actually part of the Glass Gallows. He's uh, one of the three gentlemen that runs it. So you'll hear him multiple times. Well, actually, you'll hear him two times in this interview. Um, he'll be talking about his music, and then he'll also be talking about gl- the Glass Gallows and why Glass Gallows is important to him and the music scene. However, before we get to that, we do need to hit a couple points. So let's do this. Social media. If you're wanting to uh, follow the local music revolution, if you're wanting to check out, see what other bands I have on the docket for uh, for future episodes, let me know. Go to facebook.com slash the local music revolution. Go to Twitter at TLMR podcast, Instagram at the local music revolution. And of course, Tumblr at tumblr.com slash the local music revolution. Of course, you can also follow on the dot com so the local music com is a thing it is fantastic it is my baby and i love that website so very hard there are multiple places for you to hear the local music revolution uh the th- biggest ones are going to be itunes stitcher google play now which is fantastic and longbox.fm so you can go to any one of those you can search um, the local music revolution and you will find the podcast and you can listen to the podcast uh, i would suggest going and checking out Longbox fm before you do anything else the reason being is because they are my network they are awesome gentlemen doing uh, the podcast thing as well um, and it's not all music which i think that is amazing because diversity will drive all of us to be better there's one that's Firefly Podcast, which is so amazing. I've been listening to that since day one of that podcast, and I love that story. I love the podcast, and the guys that are uh, Rob Weeks is actually on this show very, very early on. We also have Dirty Dowdy, who does the Dirty Dowdy podcast, um, and a bunch of other ones. Like he has his hands in so many, it's really hard to keep track of sometimes. But it's a network. 
and there's a bunch of love going on and i really suggest you going and checking those out if you like podcasts go and check out that network that's longbox.fm that is the url for the radio station i also have no real news at all uh there's nothing much going on just trying to trooper away at the end of this year and then hopefully next year we'll start with a huge kick in the pants to 17 and uh we'll make next year our year that's my goal oh uh before we get started no dirtbag once again this week sadly um dirtbag smitty's just doing his thing you can't fault him for that just getting things done man So without any further ado, first up is going to be the gentleman from Glass Gallows talking about the idea behind uh, the company, uh, the organization, Glass Gallows. I am here with the Glass Glass Gallows uh, Collective. Sorry about that. (laughs) It's all Um, good. So uh, who do we have with me and uh, what do you guys do in the collective? Uh, I'm Jacob Barbo. I'm booking agent. I stay booking shows all across California. Matthew Kodak. I do about the same job, and uh, you know I'm really focused in the visual art field, also the audio. Uh, I'm Hector J. Masado, and I I also book shows and uh, host shows, um, gather artists, and we're. Um, and design flyers and and other things for artists. Nice. Graphic right. designer. <laughs> really. All right. So uh, first things first. Like, how did you guys get together with this collective idea? Uh, well, we've been friends for about six, seven years now. We uh, we met when we were all in Los Angeles going to school, and we've been really scheming on something like this for since the beginning. You know, for six years now, and we've been we've all been involved in music. You know. We've all gone through our different phases of what we want to play as music and how we're trying to do it. But now we finally decided that we want to get together. We found our, our niche, our bands that we're trying to stick in. And we're basically, we got together with this about six months ago. You know, like I said, we've been scheming for six years and we finally just put a name to it, gave it Glass Gallows and started just putting in all the work that we could do. We got Hector who, who's consistently making flyers, graphic des- graphic designs. He's given us logos, you know, every day he's doing cool shit like that. And then we've got Matt who's sitting there just steady giving us connections to Los Angeles, bands, rappers, DJs, everybody, any type of thing. Really, that's about it. Nice. So um, Glass Gallows, what does that mean? All right, well, uh, hey, this is Hector. Uh, I came up with the name about like six months ago, and I don't know, I just thought it was a cool-ass name, so I was like, uh, well, Jacob started throwing shows, and uh, I was stuck in the desert for a while, and uh, I was like, hey, man, slap this name on your shows so we can start building something out of it. So he did, and I started making flyers for him, and then when I finally moved back to L.A., uh, then I started throwing shows as well, and then Matt, too, and then that's how it kind of developed. Nice, nice. Like, I just imagine, like, having your head stuck, like, in the old timey (laughs) gallows and shit, but it's a glass. It's cool, it's a visual, man. Yeah, I I don't know why, but I saw that. I I think I was telling Cammy last night, I was like, dude, like, what the fuck does it mean? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it doesn't mean shit. But, like, well, like, 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 I don't know. Well, we're trying to make it. We're trying to give it meaning. So I think that's what matters. Nice. Yeah. Nice. So you're trying to create. Yeah. We're, we're, yeah. yeah. Definitely. I gotcha. 
Um, so you guys, you said you met in uh, in school. So did you guys go to like a, a music school or? <laughs> well, we had a we had all moved to Calabasas and around the same time and went to middle school there and transitioned to high school together. And that was an experience alone, but we've maintained a friendship even though a distance, and that's that's something else. It shows dedication, how we could work nice. towards a common goal. And, you know. Nice. So, um, so walk me through the process of you guys actually booking a show. Since there's three of you in different locations, like how does this work for you guys? Uh, well, really, I'm based out of Fresno. This is Barbo, and Matt and Hector are both based both based out of uh, SoCal in LA, and so. Basically, just stay giving me venues, stay giving me artists, stay giving me anything they know that gets popular. I just keep over to Fresno, email places as much as I can, try to get these venues unlocked. And we just go out, give it a test, see how it runs. If it runs good, you know, we'll be back and we do that. And it, it's not too much of a process, you know, it's just a matter of, like Hector said, we, we're just creating something, we're building something for ourselves. So it's just a matter of us actually going out and doing it and repping our name, Glass Gallows. And, pushing it on these venues, pushing on different promoters, pushing on everything, just try to just get our name out there and get ourselves known. And once you start doing that, I feel like these venues have just started coming since then, you know, they've just been rolling in. Like, we've been hearing about other ones. We connect with all these other artists that we give shows to, and they tell us about other venues, they tell us about other artists. It's just a big... It's it, a big spider web. A big spider web, man. I was going to say, like, domino effects. Just, like, one falls, the next one falls, the next one falls, and I feel like at the end, it's just what we're going for, you know? Once that last domino falls, that's it. Yeah, dude. Uh, when I was playing in bands, I talked to a promoter for about two hours on MySpace, right? Just talking music and everything. Uh, six months later, he hooked me up with a show opening up for a band that now sells, has sold over a million records. Shit. Like we we were we had a bigger crowd than those guys when they came out. That's you know? crazy, and that was just, so, that was the beginning. Yeah, that was yeah. the beginning. So that that domino effect, man, mm -hmm. like that opened up the doors for like opening for other national bands and everything like that. So yeah, definitely, yeah. That. It's and plus like with the podcast and everything, it's been one after another too. Like I, I like from this show, I have a really good feeling that it's just gonna open up doors uh, because. I have not been able to access the rap like side of this. Yeah. And this podcast is about music in general, not just one Definitely. genre. And that's what that's what Glass Gallo is really stressing most is we're a multi-genre creative collective. You know, we we don't discriminate like others may. We're open to rap music. We're open to metal. We're open to indie, alternative. We have a DJ. You know, I know you did an interview with Schmeekin. He's our DJ yeah. from Fresno that we have. We're open to everything. And on top of that too, we uh, we host events that are. Uh, Art and music at the same time, you know, like uh, Fresno, we have Art Hop where it goes down like that. And, and they just really, we just, we're about the arts, man. We really just yeah. want to focus on the arts, you know. And everyone that's out there trying to get their art exposed, we really want to stress that and make sure that they get the exposure that we've been, like, hungry for for a good five or six years now, like I've said. Nice. Yeah, and, and uh, like you said about, like, opening doors and stuff, um, for with Glass Gallows, we hope to open doors for other people and maybe they'll even surpass us. But even then, like, if we can do that for someone, then I feel like we've achieved something. Yeah. Yeah. Because, yeah. like, like um, I, I don't know, a lot of people measure success in different ways, but I feel that um, with us, it's just we're, we're successful even being at the same table with each other because I haven't, we, like, uh, I haven't, I hadn't seen Jacob for, like, 
like three years, like until like last month. Yeah. We haven't seen each other for years, and it's still these are my my main niggas. Like, no matter what, no matter what comes down to. It. Nice, man. That's yeah. that's super awesome. You were talking about the art shows with the music. So how do you put those together? Uh, it's basically just like we get some artists that are down, you know, whether they're down in LA or whether they're in Fresno, and that are down for some exposure. We just able to put them. Uh, it depends on the venue, you know. Like I don't know if it would really work out here at Barmageddon to Larry. It's uh, this is more on a bar vibe, but some places yeah. that are strictly on a music venue we can uh, expose their art just on the walls. So uh, is that a kind of interested while the shows are going on? You know, while we're running a three or four hour show, it, it seems to keep people more like staying around, you know, because that's the biggest thing that we try to stress too is, you know, I, we, we hate when people just show up for artists and don't stay for the whole, like yeah. for the last artist. That's kind of that we're really stressing for all of our artists to get exposure, everyone, every one of them in, so when people walk out on our shows, it's kind of upsetting towards the artists because we want to really build them up. And if they're walking out on us, you know, that's defeating the purpose right there. So when we do these art shows, it kind of gives them something to stick around for. They stay, they'll look at the art, they'll maybe buy some merch or buy some pictures or some paintings from anybody who's actually exposing their stuff there. And it keeps them around for the music. And that's the biggest thing we stress, just the exposure, man. The exposure is the biggest thing, really. Nice. Yeah, man. Um, I thought that idea was exclusive to me. Uh, for a while, but uh, uh, no, actually, I threw a show last week uh, here at Barmageddon. Oh, yeah? And I was trying to figure out, like, when the music stops and it's that stock music they put in between. Yeah. Especially for rock and metal shows, there's very few times people stay for that. Yeah. So, and nobody wants to watch a band set up. It's just, it, exactly. it's frustrating and it's boring and, like, it looks like they don't know what they're doing exactly, half the time. Exactly, man, that's the thing. Uh, so I was like, what can I do to fix that scenario? So yeah. I actually got a ballet dancer oh, that was actually, she was dressed up as a doll, and she was she used the, the dance floor here in Barmageddon as a dance floor to dance her little routine. So she had like 15-minute segments in between each band where she would go out there and she'd dance, and she was professionally trained too, Juilliard-like kind of status. And like she she was like... You know, you're the first person that's paid me in my professional career. And I was like, that hurt me, dude. Yeah. Like, that hurt. It hurts, dude. It really does to see all yeah. these artists that you see doing great things that are just unrecognized for, man. I've, and that's, I've never seen anybody dance in ballet. Like, yeah. I've never seen that it's live. It's an art, and man. It's an art. It was crazy. Yeah. She was good. Yeah. And then to get no recognition from it from there on out. You yeah. know, and it's still... It, it's an art, man. It's all I can stress. Not everyone can do it. And that's something that I feel like everyone should get get recognition for. If they got something else that somebody else can't do, you know, they deserve it. So um, you guys, all three, you, you guys told me you do the same thing. You produce, you promote, you do all of that stuff. Mm -hmm. You've even collaborated with each other to produce tracks. Um, so how is it that you guys found that you guys all enjoyed the same kind of genre you guys were compatible with each other like were you guys friends first or did the music kind of bring you guys together the music definitely brought us together man the way it, it was crazy how it worked out to begin with when we all went to school in calabasas it was like we all were we were new that that year from there i actually moved from fresno to calabasas matt moved from palmdale to calabasas and hector moved from east l.a to calabasas and we had all come from different spots and been in this new city where we really didn't know too many people and really didn't fuck with anybody there, to be real. Like, if you knew Calabasas, if anybody listening to this knows Calabasas, like, it's not us. It wasn't what we were. It's discrimination, man. It's like, 
It's ritzy, man. It's not what we were shining. Yeah, you can't be homeless. You can't be a nigga. You can't be broke there. Like, and they're not going to fuck with you. Like, that's really the thing. And so we all became friends. You know what I mean? Like, we had hella people that wanted to fuck with us and wanted to be our friends and everything. But it was like, we didn't want to fuck with them. And when we met each other, it was like, we were all in the same shit. We weren't from that same area. We weren't the same people as everybody else. And then at the same time, we all just had the same genuine love for music all together. Like, We've all gone through our phases. We've all, like, I even back in the day, I'm a rapper right now, but even back in the day, I wasn't even, those weren't my dreams at all. I wanted to be a fucking rock star. I wanted to be a guitarist and a metal <laughs> band, you know, or like yeah, an alternative band or something. That was what I wanted to do because yeah. we've always been open to that. And then when I met this nigga, Matt, bro, he was fucking all about, he turned me on to like Lil B the Bass God, some dumb shit like that, dude. <laughs> he was always showing me some crazy shit. And I was like, oh, my nigga, Matt knows what's up with the rap music too. And Hector over here was always on his heavy, heavy metal shit. Like, it was just, we were always open to everything. Immortal technique. We were just, we were open to everything, man. There was never any discrimination between us. And when we found out that we all three had that same, like I said, genuine love for music, that brought us together. And then we all realized that there was no discrimination between us. And, you know, we're just the perfect, y'all can't see this, but Mass are white, dude. I'm a nigga. And Hector's Mexican, man. Like, we just need an Asian in this. And, like, we're the perfect, like, we're, the, we're what the world wants to see, man. Like, we love all the music. We got all nationalities. Like, it's really cool. It's what's up, man. That's super awesome. It sounds like it's a perfect storm. You yeah. only get to experience once. Yeah. That's super awesome. Man. Yeah. Yeah. So um, what is your uh, your main goal for Glass Gallows moving forward? Like you said you want to promote. You guys said that you want you want the equality and to push people. But um, you guys also said that you're in it for yourselves to push you guys as well. So uh, long-term goals, what, is, or what are they? Yeah, we're really focused on the individual here. So, you know, us as, as artists ourselves, we want to thrive and we want to host shows where others thrive. And when we're, we're trying to get a kind of visual into a world where all the music that comes together is, is reputable, first of all, and, and, would be a great show and transitional between the heaviest of metal to the softest of you know acoustic guitar personal music and that's what we're really trying to get at you know is just every artist doing their own thing yet benefiting off of each other even though they're not in the same world and you know it's, it's other worlds it's it's not a form of globalism but you know music as 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 a force we it, it could all come together and it's very very easy to make happen and we got rappers and we got we got drummers and we got guitarists and bassists and we got every kind of artist coming at you yeah, really really glass gallows like i said we're just trying to stress we're just trying to stress arts coming together all types of arts everybody quit trying to put you know what i mean like just how it is with racism man we're trying to just take away from that discrimination within music we're trying to bring everybody together and be able to recognize that all music is music and that every art is an art you know and that that everything needs to be respected and everything needs to be appreciated and that's the biggest thing we're trying to stress and that's why we really push like this show right here we, we're gonna have some rappers we have rappers going right now and then after that we got some metal bands after that we got some punk bands like we got everything going up like we're trying to really just get people that are out here watching our rap to check out the metal shit too yeah. and to check out the alternative shit and not just be one-sided about everything so i i for a long time i was just metal i was one of those guys that everything else sucks you know and then uh in 2014 i saw not fest and in 2014 they had tech nine oh, really? 
My favorite band that's on this bill sucks compared to this guy. Right. Yeah, because yeah, like even even to even uh to Barbo um like when they were when he was in East LA in my hometown um people were throwing down to him, so I think that was cool as fuck. Like I was <laughs> like wow, it's that's it was it was so weird. Like it was like a cross genre thing, and then um and yeah man, that's what we like too. Like um like. Like fans of fans of other genres, like crossover, and now like some of the people from my city who only like fuck with like the the heavy side of music are now are now with like heavy rap. But yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, it's it's really awesome to see that. And like I was telling you, the Tech Nine story, man completely converted me and then like i went out and got tech nine's newest cd at the time and he had like a feature with Corey taylor from slipknot it's called wither and like that's one of my favorite songs like i have my ipod in this like top three on my ipod i listen wow. to that song over and over and over and over i just can't get enough of it dude yeah. oh yeah and I, I would like to add um jacob said we're like uh, multicultural multi-genre multi multi everything and and uh we're against like racism and we're also against like sexism and plagiarism and and a lot of things like every like, ism yeah every <laughs> ism honestly yeah yeah we don't fuck with discrimination whatsoever like we we love when people are themselves and uh we just we we don't we don't like a like genrefication and um and we just like like people being together and like like in harmony yeah. and it's possible like the, like where why isn't like a whole crowd of people and we're we're so we're seeking that and i wanted to add that yeah awesome man yeah all right gentlemen so uh is there any last words that you would like to say for this interview um uh, man just check us out glass gallows you can find us on everything uh instagram at glass gallows twitter glass gallows facebook at glass gallows uh we're doing everything man we're doing shows you can find us hopefully coming to if you live in cali man you'll definitely find us coming to a town near you within the next few months but we're coordinating a whole like nationwide tour we're talking to tom about getting some louisiana down south shows wow. uh, we're getting some texas shows online right now and hopefully we're gonna work on some east coast things and uh, we're just gonna be everywhere man you just really gotta fuck with us we're gonna be bringing a a taste of everything to everybody's city, you know, no discrimination. We're going to be bringing all types of niggas out there, like, everybody, man, everything. Like Hector said, you know, we don't fuck with any types of isms, like nothing, no types of ism, no racism, no sexism, no hateism, nothing. And the same shit, man, just like how you want everyone to work in harmony and live everything, like, like I don't know, uh, Fresno, I don't know if you guys know about Fresno listening to, but Fresno shit doesn't work in harmony. When when you try to do something and try to coordinate a show, it always ends up getting violent. Something that's the shit that I really hate the most, man. It's yeah. like I wanted to be able to stay, stay everyone stays alive and stays fucking stays having a fun time, producing everyone. Just even the fans, right? people that are out there just listening. I want them to be able to stay safe. I want that to be the biggest thing, you know. Yeah. So like, no, when we come to your town, like it's gonna be a solid show. We're not gonna let nothing happen, like. No matter where, no matter where you stay, even if you don't relate, even if you can't relate at all, like just know that you're gonna be safe. Even if your hood's always safe. 
One of the isms, though, that is excluded is shamanism. If you are a shaman, we accept shamans. We accept shamans. <laughs> we <love> shamans. <laughs> shamanism is, is, is key. <laughs> All right, gentlemen, thank you very much for your cool, time. Thank you very much. Great talking to you. Yeah, great talking to you, too. Have a good one, man. You, too. That was Glass Gallows talking about why Glass Gallows is amazing. Next up is going to be Barbo. He was in the last interview for Glass Gallows. Um, this time he's talking about his music and everything that goes around with it, along with uh, uh, mentions of Glass Gallows as well. So uh, pay attention. All right, I'm here with Barbo, Jacob Barbo. How are you doing, man? I'm doing good. How are you doing? I'm doing well. So um, you were on uh, the interview with uh, the Glass Gallows and everything like that. Yes. Uh, you have two gentlemen that are also part of Glass Gallows, but are pro part of your stage show as well. So, can you introduce them for me? Uh, yeah, right here. Yeah. yeah, my name's Flando, but you can also call me Fernando. That's my main name. You know, always spreading these energies, trying nice. to get it hype. You feel? Nice. Um, and my name is Norman. Um, I'm part of Glass Gallows as the photographer slash journalist. Just take pictures of the show. Uh, get it hyped up, share it around, you know. Nice. Um, and yeah, that's what I've been here doing. I'm just sharing that positivity. <laughs> nice. All right, man, so I saw you on stage. Uh, it looks like you guys were having fun, which was the most important part about that whole situation. Definitely. Um, so go through your show with me. Um, you have your producer on stage with you. Um, so what are you guys aiming to do when you're on stage? Other than have fun and play music. Get people hyped. Thing. We're really trying to get people moving. We want to see the crowd move. We want to see the crowd vibing our music. Like that's the biggest. Thing. We want we want people to fuck with us. Like after they leave, we want them to still have some shit stuck in their head, you know, and like still want to go home and look us up. Yeah. Want to see the and check us out. Uh, so do you two currently have a CD out right now? Uh, right now we got uh, on SoundCloud Vibes of Teenage Trap that was produced me and Flando. Uh, about a year ago, and right now we've just been working on everything, dude. We got like two albums coming and an EP on the way right now, and we've just been scheming on that for about a year now. Wow. So, um, do you actually do you write the track or the the beats and everything like that, or is it all? Uh, I produce as well. Uh, I I've kind of gotten out the production game for probably the past six months now. Just really try to focus on my lyrics and my rapping and doing these shows. But Fernando or Flendo. He just stays producing these beats all the time and DJing for me. And then on top of that, we have a couple more producers down south, a couple NorCal producers that keep me just always stocked with beats, you know what I mean? So whenever the time comes that I get the idea or get a fucking the muse for me to write a new song, I always have the beats ready, you know? Nice, nice. So, Flando, uh, when you're writing the beats and everything, you use samples yeah, or you use yeah. MIDI? Yeah, definitely. I use a MIDI controller. Really? You know, I get a. Sometimes I do like to use some samples. You know, you gotta. It all depends on the energy that I'm trying to create. You know, you know, if it's trying to be something hyped, it's really trying to get the crowd moving, get jumping, or if it's something just laid back. You know, trying to, you know, spill stuff on the, you know, the whole true or conscious side. You feel? I got you, man. It was actually really, really interesting seeing you guys on stage because you actually, I hadn't actually seen. Um, producer slash DJ step away from the computer and actually like get into it mm. like you guys are behind there getting into it and everything but you kind of let loose and we're kind of going crazy <laughs> there for a second man it was really really interesting you, you know we just we're trying to present this energy and you know energy is a universal thing might as well you know expend it out to the crowd and get everyone jumping 
you know they got to feel the energy feel the music definitely definitely that's that's the biggest thing we stress just getting our energy across if you listen to glass Gallow interview that's the same thing we're on is just like i said spreading the vibe spreading spreading the influence of just the arts in general and we the same as it you know raps a whole nother genre in it that we here at glass and we really just want to get this shit hype. We really want everybody, people that come out for the metal shows, you want them to be vibing to it too. People that come out for the art, we want them to be vibing. We want everyone to just feel welcome, feel like we're down with them, you know what I mean? Like whether we're on stage or not, we want them, we want them to feel welcome. All right, man, so uh, so you're the photographer and everything. Um, yes, so sir. how long have you been doing the photography thing for, uh, for Glass Gallows? Well, uh, Gallows recently, once we started up all these shows in Fresno locally, uh, started connecting and shooting recently we just shot a video with uh, another photographer we have and just keeping a i don't know it, it's all pretty fresh right now but um we're trying to get all our videos and you know just get all the pictures and and everything out there so that uh more people see how hype our shows are and, and actually come through because it does get lit and um without any you know pictures or video no one gets to see the evidence and want to come out so that's what i'm just trying to do right here uh, so promote, you, just promote this stuff. Your camera? I'm using the uh, Sony mirrorless right now, 24 megapixel. Uh, Is camera. it the A6000? Yeah, it's a, no, it's an A5100. Uh, so 5100? It's a, yeah, it's a yeah. lower model, but I mean, the video it's on it is... It's not a lower model, it's a beautiful model. Yeah, no, it's, a, it's, a, it's a nice camera. I've been shooting for about a year now, but yeah, just recently with Glass Gallows, I mean, turning up and everything, you just got to get it out there, and uh, that's what I've so yeah that is super awesome man I, uh, I I don't say it on the air and I don't mention it on social media but I work in a place that sells those yeah those are super fun to play around with and show people so. oh yeah most definitely yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah so um, going back to glass gallows you guys you have you know the producers you have you know the booking agents you even have the photojournalist yeah um, what are you missing or what what are you who are you trying to find artists all types of artists we really because we consider we consider everybody an artist you know what i mean we have the booking agents i, I consider that an art i don't know if everybody else does i yeah. consider the djs producers and art i consider our photographers artists i consider everybody an artist so we're looking for all types we're looking for musicians of all genres rappers bands yeah we're looking for painters people that people that do anything artistic like you were talking about earlier about dancers you know we're literally looking for anybody that's doing something artistic and that wants to get some exposure that's the biggest thing that we're just trying to stress right now because you know we we got these shows on lock we've been we've been doing them up and down california but we just need more artists to book up because then we'll be having shows seven days a week and like there's no stopping glass gallows from there on out you know wow seven days a week that's seven rough, days a week man. night that's the goal though man it's <laughs> rough though yeah um, so, so with that, um, your expansion, when you find these bands and musicians and artists and everything, is there something that you like do to get them like initiated into Glass Gallows and your collective or anything? Or is it just like, okay, I have your information. If something comes up, you are going to be on the list of people I contact. Uh, we try not to be too exclusive with our shit, but at the same time, you know, we got to have some exclusivity to weed out the people that aren't as serious, you know? Yeah. And so that's the biggest thing. We run monthly meetings where we just try to get everybody that's down. They need to have at least one representative down. Rep we're representing them to have their availability and to show us the dates and show us that they're serious about it. Um, we have scouts. Flando goes out. Norman goes out. Every one of us go out. We all go to shows. 
so often, man, multiple shows a week, trying to find new artists, trying to find, always connecting, networking. That's the biggest thing right now. That's our biggest, that's our practice, our motto in Glasgow is just network, 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 you know, just try to find as many people as you can. So, like I said, if we, we usually run a test between me and the two other guys that you talked to earlier. We'll listen to their music. We'll see one of their shows. We'll see something. We'll see how they vibe. We'll see if they fuck with us. We'll see if we fuck with them. And if that's the case, then, like, that's it. We'll book them up, man. We'll give them shows, as many shows as they want. You know, if, if you're presenting that energy out, you know, you're more than, uh, more than uh, likely to get our attention, get everyone's attention, you know. And that's really what we're looking for, you know, trying to, you know, take nothing from a small town and make it a big thing because it's that time. Fresno. Yeah, we come from Fresno, man. I don't know if y'all know where Fresno's at, but it ain't shit right now, but I'm calling it. I'm saying Fresno's gonna make a name for itself, and Fresno's on the come up right now, and we're gonna make some shit, and we're gonna be the niggas that come out of Fresno, and we're gonna be the ones that you hear about. Anybody listening right now, call it. Yeah, that's what, like I was saying earlier, we're really trying to reach our generation. We're not trying to be like nobody else. We're not trying to be like the generation before us. We're not trying to think into the future. We're just trying to be us, and keep repping what we do and keep doing what we do that we know is that people want to fuck with and i feel like that's gonna get us somewhere you know just keep doing what we do nice nice um so also how do you guys manage to see so many shows um (laughs) like honestly i run the podcast and everything and i'm here every weekend that they have a show um, and I try to get as many bands, but it feels like I just there's so many that fall through the cracks and everything like yeah, that. Yeah, so no doubt. Is there um, is there a method to your madness in trying to find the shows and do everything? Social networking. Social networking is the key right now. You know, it's 2016. And I feel like that's the biggest thing. That's what's running anything anymore. And so social networking is our key to everything anymore. We can find shows. We can find artists. We can find other promotional agencies. We can find every type of anything we need through social networking. So, you know, we stay linked in on the Facebook, on the Instagram, on the Twitter, looking for shows all the time and since we've been running this glass gallo shit we've been getting people hitting us up you know texting us bands calling us people shit telling us come out to their show and check them out so we can put them on some shows so like i said we just stay we're not always all able to make it out to a show but you know if i can't make it flando will be out there and if flando can't be out there norm will be out there and if them niggas can't be out there then i'm gonna be out there you know we're always making sure someone's out somewhere scouting somewhere um, so do you guys actually, when you're scouting, do you actually do, um, do you do like DJing or, or producing for other people or you're doing that or do you uh, do photography for other bands and stuff like that? Like, Not usually at the moment. Like lately, I just go out to the shows and, you know, if I see that somebody's presenting that energy, like I'm going to vibe to their stuff, you know, jump in with the crowd, you know, pretty much get hyphy with everybody. And then after the show, you know, I'll present myself and, you know, give them, the information that they need to know about Glass Gallows and how they could carry, you know, further show or if they want to, they want more exposure, if they want to be able to, you know, just get their name known. That's the key. There's a lot of talent out here. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, like Fernando said, uh, there's definitely a lot of talent out there. It doesn't matter, you know, how you look or, you know, what about as long as you're able to bring that creative that creativity to the table like glass gallows and you know you're photogenic not even have to be photogenic but you're down with the crowd and you're able to uh, bring that that energy that's what we're looking for and and like for networking uh, I pick pictures at like house events parties and stuff and people see that and they take interest and they'll ask me like you know like 
send me that picture, do this, do that, and I'll, and I'll be able to connect with them uh, through email or send them pictures, and then they end up bringing something more to the table, and that's what I that's what I look for. It doesn't matter who you really are, as long as you're cool with me, I'm cool with you, and we're able to connect, and then someone and ends up bringing something to the table, and that's what nice. that's what it's all about, I guess. Nice. Uh, so let's go back to your music that you were just playing on stage. Um, uh, your set list. When you're creating your set list, is it on the fly on the stage with you two, or is it something <laughs> like uh, you guys have it programmed and you're just dialed in? Well, we're some procrastinating ass niggas. I'm not even gonna front, man. <laughs> like we were real on booking these shows and getting all the artists out here and everything. But personally, you know, with all that other shit, I'd be procrastinating. <laughs> but I kind of have just a uh, uh, everyday set list, you know, something that we run at almost every show. And every now and again, you know, if I got a new track or we got something else we want to bring up from a few months ago, we'll put that on. But for the most part, you know, like tonight was a little hectic. We had some shit going on. So we just kind of made it up on the fly right there, put a set on. But most of the time when we aim for our set times, we uh, we aim to start off with some of my, my more conscious shit. I like to uh, I like to make a lot of conscious rap. That's the thing I try to focus on in my music, too, is uh, lyricism. I feel like that's the biggest thing that a lot of rappers forget nowadays. And so I have a lot of conscious rap, and I try to start off with that and keep people, uh, keep people recognizing that I'm not some regular, like, dumbass trap nigga like the music may make a scene and then after that we'll leave on some dumbass trap nigga shit just keep everybody hype and just keep that keep that vibe going for the next <laughs> artist up or for when they go home you know nice um so uh how many songs did you play tonight shit uh four yeah we ran just four songs tonight man nothing too long nothing too short uh, about four four minute tracks a little set but Man, we got we got hours and hours and hours of music, man, and hella shit unreleased. Like, I stay down in L.A. working with some of my producers. Uh, I stay in Fresno working with my producers. My nigga Danny couldn't make it tonight off some situations, but I stay in that nigga's house all the time recording, getting beats. Uh, shouts out to my nigga Ob Productions, man. He's my da producer down south that keeps giving me beats. Shouts out to my nigga Montana Black in Fresno. He gives me beats. My nigga Turnt Rye. Everybody's giving me beats in Fresno. We just got a whole bunch of motherfuckers that stay on this shit and that are that are really bad at man. Keep the hype moving. Nice, man. So, with everybody that's sending you beats, is there a point where you're just like, how do I pick this? No, definitely. There's a point where that's the case because <laughs> it's like. You look through my computer anymore, I got three days worth of music and two days of them are just beats, just beats strictly. And it's like, damn, it starts to get overwhelming when you're looking at them and there's so many tracks that don't have lyrics on them yet. But I see it more as like motivational, man. It's just like, I look at them and I'm like, all right, that's got to get done one day. Like, that's got to get done. So today's this thing and next, tomorrow is going to be the next thing. And the next day after that's going to be the next thing. You know, even if I don't, even if I necessarily finish a track all the way in one day, two days, a week, and I just get five rough drafts done in a week, that's good. I think that's good because that's just something I can just sit on and work on that I know is going to be some fire later in the future. Nice. Um, so what is your social media for uh, this project that you're doing? Uh, right now I'm repping Barbo myself. Uh, I'm a rapper. You can find me at, on Twitter at Jacob Barbo, B-A-R-B-O. You can find me on Instagram as Barbo Kazi, B-A-R-B-O-K-A-Z-Z-I. And you can find me on Facebook. All of this is me repping my music. You can see shots of our actual shows, the shows we're running. You can see, you can hear lyrics from our, hear my music. You can watch videos. We got everything hooked up on that. And like Norm was mentioning earlier, we're actually just shooting a video last night for one of our unreleased songs. I performed it tonight without my nigga Danny. But that, that's going to be the banger right there. You guys just got to look out for that one because when that shit drops, it's going to be the one. Nice. 
Um, did you want to give your information? I'm sorry. Yeah, no, yeah, definitely. I don't fuck up your name yeah, so bad. Yeah, it's cool. <laughs> Flando, Flando, bitch. Yeah, you could, y'all can reach me at um on Instagram, Nando Fur. It's gonna be N A N D O two O's F E R. And you know, I'm, I'm posting all my you know motivational stuff. You know, trying to get the whole creative side of the you know local underground area out. You know, hashtag Don't Die Wondering. And Norman, did you wanna? Uh, yeah, I'll finish it off. My name is uh, Norman once again, and uh, on Instagram I'll be popping most, and it's uh, Black Skin God, two eyes. And uh, yeah, I'll take pictures of anything, so hit me up, DM me, and I'll be there. So mm-hmm. yeah. Awesome. Thank you guys so much for your time. Thank, Thank you, you very much. To me. It's been an interesting night, to say the least. Yeah, no, and, definitely, uh, to say the fucking hopefully least. Hopefully there will be many, many more. Yeah, no, no doubt. There are just, all I can say is just fuck with us. Check us out. You can find me on SoundCloud at just Barbo, B-A-R-B-O. I'm the only nigga rapping from Fresno. You can check it out. I got tracks dropping every week. I got, I got hella shit. All I can say is fuck with us. Get on the dick now, because you're not going to want to hop on a year or two from now when, when we're already too big for him. Motherfuckers going to be acting like they knew us from then. <laughs> Awesome. Thank you guys again. Have Thank a good you very night. much. You too. That was Barbo talking about Barbo and Glass Gallows. Uh, super, super fun night, guys. Like, in this night, I actually had like 10 interviews done. Uh, actually, I think that's an exaggeration. I think it's like five or six, but uh, it was a lot of interviews in a very short amount of time. Speaking of that, next up is going to be the last one for this episode. This is Danny BCM. Uh, talking about his uh, his music and how he got started and everything like that. Um, and thankfully, he was not low enough that it didn't pick up. You can actually hear him very clear. All right, I'm here with Danny, a rapper, going to be playing the show here in Tulare. Danny BCM, man. What's the deal, Tulare? So let's talk about how you got into the rap scene. Uh, it says uh, that you're actually from L.A., so did you start there, or did you wait until uh, you yeah, got to Fresno? Um, I'm from L.A. I'm from Watts, you know, South Central, to be specific. Um, you know, I, I always had family members that lived out here, so as a little kid, I used to come out here and visit them, probably stay for the summer and this and that, but um, I never actually stayed in Fresno. Uh, this is my first time actually staying out here, and um, I don't know. I, I started on music real young, man. I was just bad as hell in school you know what i'm saying listening to a lot of music i probably shouldn't have been listening to at that time uh <laughs> sneaking and saying the cuss words on a whole lot of songs man i was a fucking crazy little kid you know but I, at, at the same time i was still a kid you know like yeah. I, I was a good kid too but then again i was you know wild but uh yeah man i started actually getting into music maybe around the age of like five or six you know what i'm saying uh i went to a concert when i was little and it was a little boy and he was my age and he was up there and he was rapping and shit and i'm like damn like <laughs> that's fucking tight you know what i'm saying they had him with the chain on with everything i forget the little boy's name but uh i don't know what he's doing now if he's still doing music but that's what actually inspired me to rap seeing that little kid doing that shit i was like I wish I was that kid type shit, you know? Nice. So shit, uh, I mean, I really started taking music serious probably around the age of like maybe 11, 12. I used to write over a lot of songs because uh, I never really had instrumentals because I didn't always have like computer access. 
So I used to turn the little music channels on on uh, the Comcast on Time Warner. Nice. Just go to you know the little thousands or whatever the channel was where they was playing the songs and stuff. And whatever song came on, I started actually rapping my lyrics over those songs. You know what I'm saying? And then once I got computer access and was able to uh, do instrumentals. I just started looking up instrumentals and pulling whatever I could. I, I first started remixing songs, and after I started remixing songs and learned how to be more creative, I started, you know, forming my own stuff. But, um, you know, that, that's how I got started, really. Just got inspired as a kid by another kid and continued ever since then. And I'm here now, you know what I'm saying, just doing my thing. Um, nice. Um, so you started with your instrumentals and everything. Um, uh, did you get your, your flow and your rhythm and everything before that? Or were you comfortable with it, or did it take you it until what? you got that? As a kid, I used to talk a lot, you know <laughs> what I'm saying? And um, I think I always had a flow just because of the fact that I started listening to rap music at such a young age. I learned how to do the flows, you understand what I'm saying? And um, just performing the songs that used to come on as a kid, like whatever I was listening to, like if it was, like I didn't really like listening to much Biggie and stuff like that, but like if it was Luda or whoever it was that came on, I would flow and just flow how he's flowing through the song. You understand what I'm saying? And then from there on, I figured out, you know, these rappers aren't just talking on the song. You know what I'm saying? They're actually... Uh, putting together melodies and and their delivery is something that's real important so once i actually figured out how to create my own delivery and and my own flow and everything like that off of listening to the people that i was listening to man i took off from there you know um i just started writing more and more songs you know uh kind of like my nigga big smoke you know i wasn't really structured at one point i was just bars 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 just bars like probably five minute song just all bars no hook no none of that just straight rapping and then as i started getting older and as i really started getting into it and re recording my own music and stuff like that i started to realize like a lot of these songs that's getting played on the um radio none of them have just bars they have hooks and shit like that and bridges and shit and I wasn't necessarily, like, interested in uh, making radio music. I was just more so, like, I'm trying to get songs that are that are going to be played and listened to, like, a song instead of just listening to, like, a guy rapping. You understand what I'm saying? So yeah. I kind of learned from the radio not how to make radio music, but I learned from the radio that structure and hooks and all that stuff is important. You know what I'm saying? Because, yeah. you know, even to this day, Sometimes I still can start a song, like I might just do a hook, but it just be so fire or whatever the case may be. I just continue rapping through just the whole song and no hook comes about, you know? <laughs> I gotcha. I gotcha. Um, so uh, you said that you listened to, to rap at a really young age. Uh, who, who was it that actually, like, you started listening to? You know what? And I'm just being, like, real, man. Um, I listened to, like, Biggie and, and Tupac, but I never listened to a complete album. So I just know, like, songs that may have been the most popular song or whatever the case may be. But um, I listened to that. 
because I thought that's what I had to be listening to as far as like hip hop culture was con was a concern. But uh, man, you know, I think the first rapper I really started listening to that was hard that I really liked was Ludacris because I was uh, when I really started getting into it, I was probably in like the third grade where I really, really, really just started loving music and he had that song Move Bitch and that was what all the kids were singing like everybody was on that song and I don't know Ludacris and Eminem they they the ones that had really got me started 50 Cent Lil Wayne um none of the old school old school rappers because like I was NWA, born Public yeah, Enemy? like I was born in 95 so I was a baby through the rest of the 90s yeah but I was like I grew up in the 2000s you know what I'm saying so yeah. Whoever pop was popping in the 2000s, that's who I was listening to. Like mainly a lot of Eminem and then like that. You know what I'm saying, Dr. Dre. See, I was born in '89, mm. so I had uh, around 2000 to 2003. Mm. Like I remember specific instances where I found some of my favorite artists as well. You know, so I, I completely understand that, man. It, it took me up until like getting older into my late 20s to actually start going back and listening to the bands that yeah, like yeah, started see, the genre and that's, that's how I was too like when I started really like getting into music around that age I thought Biggie and Pop were who I was supposed to be listening to because I was trying to study the game type shit you know what I'm saying yeah. but really I, 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 I come to a, a realization that I didn't really listen to too much of that shit you know what I'm saying um, I, I don't yeah sometimes it I just doesn't hit know. you, <laughs> you know it's not it's not it's not like I don't fuck with him cause I do fuck with him and I yeah. respect him all the way like I know some Biggie songs like that I was a terrorist of public school era but I, don't, that, I only know the most popular shit I don't yeah. know like all the work that they did you know what yeah. I'm saying yeah, I got you but um yeah man Luda and Eminem was the first two dudes that I was really listening to, and Dr. Dre and them. Nice. And I didn't really start, I didn't even know who Lil Wayne was until like the sixth grade, you know what <laughs> I'm saying? So, nice. um, so uh, do you actually have any music recorded right now? Yeah, man, I actually got a couple songs, bro. Uh, I, I, have a, I have a lot on SoundCloud, and I got a couple more songs that's, you know what? I have one on Reverb Nation. Nice. I'm trying to like get rid of that Reverb Nation profile because <laughs> I actually made that shit hella long ago and I never actually fucked with it. And that song that's on there, I never fucked with it. I didn't know nothing about promotion or nothing like that. So, uh, yeah, I got hella songs on SoundCloud and I got hella work at home that's actually on my MacBook. Uh, me and my nigga Barbo, we got a couple songs. Uh, shit, I was supposed to be getting big smoke on this shit. I got called Plug, but, you know... Smoke be busy, I be busy, and we just, we haven't knocked that out yet, but Plug ain't finished, that verse is still open, we just haven't did that, you know, you know, I gotcha. but, uh, yeah, man. So, so, um, sorry, uh, so with your set tonight, um, how, how do you structure your set going into a live show? Well, I structure my set by, uh, coming on hard, like, I want people to know, like, okay, he actually can rap, like. Have you ever, like, watched a concert or something like that where they open up with a weak song? Mm -hmm. And when they open up with that weak song, people think 
every other song is gonna be weak. And you know, that's not necessarily always the case. A nigga might open with a weak song and then every other song after that slaps. But just from you opening with that weak song, you know, first impressions are everything, people might start leaving after that. So always try to come on hard, try to come on with with some of my best shit, because, I mean, everything I have is dope. And to be real, I like my music because I know the hard work and everything that I put into it. But a lot of other people tell me, like, yo, this shit goes, this shit goes, that shit goes. And I be kind of neutral about those songs. You understand what I'm saying? Um, you know, like, one of my records that I dropped that's probably doing the best called All About The Money. You know, I had that song for, like, a year. And I never dropped it. And I finally just opened it up back up on Logic. And uh, I listened to it. And, you know, my homie was telling me, this song is fire. And you need to drop the shit. You know what I'm saying? So, uh... I was kind of like, ah, whatever, I don't really fuck with it just because uh, I was trying something new, you know what I'm saying? And I ended up going back in and changing up probably the last 40 seconds of the first verse and then the entire second verse was rewritten and everything like that and I dropped it and that shit is is doing cool right now it's actually my best song nice that's not even my favorite song you know what I'm saying nice so so what are your future plans after uh, after the show you talking about tonight well actually your future plans moving forward my future plans moving forward to keep it real bro you know I got a son Uh, I got a life you know I'm out here faking like I'm rich and acting like I'm something I'm not, you know, like, I'm really from the streets, I, I'm really from South Central, I'm really from Watts, um, I, I, I really seen a lot, I really been through a lot, so I really know where I want to go in life, you know what I'm saying, and I, I got a lot of family members that didn't make it, you know, like, my cousin Sam just passed away, he's 21 years old, you know, and uh, his funeral was Wednesday, so everything that I try to do from this point on, I wouldn't want to say, like, from this point on, like, I ain't been taking everything serious, but it was just, like, a real wake-up call after seeing my cousin Sam pass because I don't have nobody in my family that's the same age as me. You understand what I'm saying? So he was more like a brother, you know what I mean? So uh, him passing was, like, a real wake-up call, you know, and, and I didn't lost homies and stuff like that and, and older family members, but I didn't really have the connection that I had with them with my cousin. So, from him passing away, like, that shit really did change my life. But, you know, considering the fact, like I said, I got a son, I got a life, and I got a family and shit. uh, I'm really just trying to stay focused. Like, I know it's not like an overnight thing or whatever it is, but I just try to keep making my music, keep pushing. Because you never know. I might just drop some shit tonight, maybe even tomorrow, and it is the one for me. So, you know, I'm just trying to stay focused, you know. uh, I can't get caught up in the bullshit. Um, really, to just keep it 100% G, I'm just trying to stay alive. Because even if I'm broke 10 years from now, at least I'm alive and I got to see like other people blow up and other people grow and my son grow and shit like that. Whatever the fuck happens with my life 10 years from now, I just want to be alive. You know what I'm saying? But I got you. You know, you got to take risks and stuff like that. If uh, you really 
want to get out here and live your life. But, you know, at the same time, you know, I got you, man. those risks are, are real. You know I got what I'm you. saying? Uh, so is there anything else you would like to say before we get out of here? Yeah, man. Uh, you know, everybody can go check out my music on SoundCloud. Type in Real Danny BCM. I got some slaps on there. You can also follow me on Instagram at Real underscore Mr. Period BCM. And, uh, yeah, man, I just want to thank Larry for having me tonight. You know, thank for everybody that comes out for, for to, to, to show some support. And, uh, yeah, man, shout out to the local music revolution, too. Thank you, my friend. Thank you very much. It was wonderful talking to you, man. We'll talk very soon. Okay. And that was Danny BCM. I really hope you liked this episode. Um, there's actually going to be another episode that has a couple other artists that I interviewed that night. That'll be later on. That's actually a special episode that will be done um, because of uh, certain things mentioned in it. It has been fantastic working with these guys and uh, working with everybody so far. Um, the Glass Gallows, I really like the concept and the idea behind everything like that. Um, I also really, really like urging any kind of artist at all ever, writing, painting, drawing, um, you know, using whatever to make art out of nothing is fantastic. And the fact that they're pushing that is also very, very, very awesome. I want to hear how awesome you guys are. So, facebook.com slash the local music revolution. On Twitter, at TLMR Podcasts. On Instagram, at the local music revolution. And Tumblr, at tumblr.com slash the local music revolution. If you want, if you want all the newest updates, you can go to the local music revolution.com. And that is updated as soon as any updates are available. I have a very strong belief in supporting bands, and uh, I don't work with many people that don't support local bands and musicians. I don't like that. I think it's terrible. Um, the fact that some people can justify spending $20 on a CD, but they can't justify $5 on a, d a demo for uh, a band that's you know trying to make it, it's terrible. And uh, everybody should understand that not everybody makes it. Uh, but the ones that have actually started somewhere, and not all of it is pretty. There are backstories there that are rough. Uh, sadly, those are just the people that got lucky that you see. With that being said, everybody I work with does support local and unsigned music. Uh, that's the reason why I surround myself with these people is because they understand, they know, and they push forward, and they do try to help. Every one of my sponsors is a sponsor that helps musicians. So you can go to stringjoy.com. They do have an artist um, spot where you can actually go and you can, you know, you can actually be an artist on stringjoy.com. Um, you can also go to Dirtbag Clothing and they can help you get to the next level. And you can go to Coldcock Whiskey and they can do the same thing. They can help you get to the next level. That is why I have the sponsors that I do, and I love those sponsors. I don't just mess around. I actually do uh, feel a very close connection with those sponsors, and that is why I am so proud to be part of that. Uh, those families. On next week's episode, I have a very, very special episode. Um, this episode, it kind of happened because I got extremely lucky. 
Uh, I'll tell the stories in the next episode, and I'll explain why I got so lucky. Uh, But next week's episode, it will uh, be dealing with White Knuckle Riot out of Sacramento and then Vices out of L.A., Um, And if you know these bands, you know how awesome they are and how they work independently to get where they're going. And they just toured the U.S. with NVIDIA. So you got to check this out. Until next time, this is the Local Music Revolution. I am Ogre. You are awesome. Take care and be good, everyone. The local music revolution, 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 local music revolution.